0: If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon.
1: And raise me up to a world from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. Eighteen years ago, on this Shabbat in our Hebrew calendar a plucky young Beth Reinstein stood on the bima in this very tallit and celebrated becoming a bat mitzvah. Call it fate, call it beshert, but somehow, when the assignments at Central Synagogue were given out for the year, I was assigned to Drash on the high, the 18th anniversary of my bat mitzvah. Parshat Bereishit, a juicy portion of the Torah, full of some of the most famous stories in the Western world. In it includes the stories of creation of the world, creation of humanity, expulsion from Edom, and Cain and Abel. You may be wondering, Beth, what did you drash on for your bat mitzvah? And I'm so glad you asked. While every part of Bereshit is peak drama, let us remember that I was almost a teenager. I had to go with the most defiant, the most edgy part of the Torah portion, murder. So here is a quick summary of what happens in the story of Cain and Abel. Adam and Eve have two sons, the aforementioned Cain and Abel. Cain offers the fruit of the soil to God, whereas Abel offers God the choicest of the firstling of his flock. God accepts Abel's offering, but pays no heed to Cain. Cain says something to his brother Abel, what it is, we will never know, and they go off to a field where Cain murders his brother. God inquires about Abel's whereabouts, and Cain responds with the famous line, am I my brother's keeper? A phrase spoken out of defiance and sass that every teenager can relate to. So what Torah did a 13-year-old Beth share with her community that day when it came time to drash? Well, unfortunately for me, I couldn't reuse my bat mitzvah speech tonight because my bat mitzvah was before the cloud existed. However, as my bat mitzvah was one of the most important moments of my younger years, I can easily recall what my big takeaway of bereshit sheet was back in 2004. Don't be jealous. I saw Cain as the villain, and the jealousy he felt toward Abel drove him to murder. I then connected that jealousy to the tenth and final commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. I preached to my community, instead of feeling jealousy, that we should focus on what we do have in our lives. When we feel the pangs of jealousy, we can turn to a gratitude practice for what we do have in our lives. And that 13-year-old ended up going off to cantorial school to become a cantor. That tracks. 18 years later, with two years of cantorial school under my belt, I'm able to see this story a bit more three-dimensionally. I can still detect the jealousy that Cain feels, but now I can understand That the jealousy is a byproduct of the pain of rejection he is feeling. There must have been some story playing in Cain's mind that he was not good enough. And that's why God didn't choose his offering. Instead of trying to understand the deeper truths hidden within himself, Cain let the emotion fester and take control of him. Driving him to kill his brother as the only way to be enough. Cain has learned the painful and difficult lesson that we don't have control of how others view us. No matter how much effort we put into presenting ourselves, we cannot control someone's perception of us. Knowing that we can't control other people, or really the larger world around us, leads us to realizing that the only control we have in this world is over ourselves. I believe God was trying to teach this lesson to Cain when God says, surely, if you do right, there is uplift. But if you do not do right, sin couches at the door. Its urge is towards you, yet you can be its master. The control that Cain has in the moment he feels rejected is over his own reaction. You can be its master. You Cain. You can take those feelings of jealousy and hurt and you can let them exist within you. You can explore the why of the emotion you are feeling and perhaps find a way to self-soothe. You can still take pride in what you bring and offer and be satisfied in that. Cain, you still have control of yourself in this situation. Our sages teach in Bereshit Rabbah that six things serve a human, three are under one's control and three are not under one's control. The eye, the ear, and the nose are not under one's control. As one sees what is not wished for, one hears what is not desired, and one smells what is not wanted. The mouth, the hand, and the foot are under one's control. We cannot control the environment we find ourselves in, what we hear, what we see, and what we smell. However, we can control how we navigate through the world around us, Our reactions, what we say, how we move, our choices, that is all under our control. We can be its master. We are still in the first month of our Hebrew calendar. We are still at the beginning of the year. We heeded the call of the shofar, confessed our sins, dwelled in temporary structures, and have now begun to reread our sacred texts. Perhaps the next time something is out of our control and it brings us down, we can remember that we do have control of ourselves and of our reactions. We can ground ourselves in gratitude for what we are able to control and what we can't. Shabbat Shalom. Thank
0: you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogues Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us.